What's up, everyone? Welcome to Queenin', the podcast where we get down and dirty with self, both past and present, illuminating a path to blissfully living in your truth and encompassing all of what that means, both individually and collectively. I have decided to start a podcast. Woo! I will add sounds to the background if I figure out how later, but it's, woo, I'm clapping for myself. Um, this is honestly like, this is a, a big step in my obedience, um, because this has been something that God put in my spirit years ago. Um, and I use my, my partner at the time. I used him as a crutch and was like, oh, let's do this together, you know, um, because we always had great conversations, but I knew that it was something that God told me to do. Um, and then fast forward to the last, that was maybe like three or four years ago when him and I first had that discussion. And then fast forward to last year slash within the last, I would say six months. Um, it was a conversation between uh, my best friend and I who will definitely be a guest on the show um, about starting a podcast you know and it was just it just kept coming up you know and I would see other people with their podcasts and be like oh yeah like I'm supposed to do that but I don't know if it was that I lacked the obedience or the motivation or the willpower or the discipline or all of the above um, to get to this point right here. But I know that within the last couple of, I'm gonna say hours, like I'm not even gonna say it's been days. Well, today is Thursday. Okay, so it's been days. So probably since like Monday, today is Thursday, September 29th. Um, And since Monday of this week, I have been getting these, like, deposits in my spirit, like, God is urging me and nudging me and pushing me towards, like, you're not going to get past what I told you to do, like, you're not going to get any other direction into your obedience until the first thing I told you, and, um, I don't want to assume or speak to any, the way anybody hears or, Um, communicates with God, but my conversation with God has always been straightforward. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. My conversation with God is very much real and authentic to who I am. God communicates with me in a way that I will understand and receive him. And um, he basically was like... (laughs) He was on some, stop playing around, I'm done talking to you. I said what I said, and this is that. You either going to do this, or you're going to be stuck in a rut. What's it going to be? Because I'm not changing my mind. And I'm not going any further until you do what you can do so that I can do what I can do. And it was just like, in my head and in my spirit, I guess I knew like the whole time. What, how easy it would be for me to just be obedient, just do it. 
just do it, girl. Like, it's like, you know, God got you. Like, this is me telling myself this, but then at the same time, watching myself not do it, hold on to distractions, hold on to the excuses for why I can't do it. Um, and not to ramble on, but we thank God that we are here. Um, we thank God for obedience. We thank God for willpower. We thank God for fight. Um, because without any of those, your girl would not be here. I would be in bed somewhere scrolling Instagram or Twitter, most likely Twitter, um, sharing memes and funny tweets with my girl and another night of disobedience in what I know I was called to do, or at least what I'm called to do right now, right? So I think a lot of times we get caught up in this, <clears throat> this notion of, like having a plan. Like I was just talking to my cousin yesterday, um, I believe, about, or maybe today, about like you don't have to have it figured out. You don't have to have a plan because when you focus so much on the plan and what is in your control, you never actually move forward, right? So um for all of those people who are like self-help and like motivational people are like, no, you got to plan, you got to plan. That's not, I'm not saying like, don't plan. What I'm saying is loosely outline, right? <laughs> like you want to have, let me turn this down because I feel like I'm being really loud. You want to have direction, but at the same time, you want to be, Flexible enough to to not be stuck on what you have planned because it doesn't go your way, right? Obviously, you want your plan to succeed, right? But life happens. Opportunity, decisions, like all of the above, variables come into play with those plans. And... Um, for me, learning to be okay with the change, learning to kind of roll with the punches, um, it it def it changes life. Like it changes everything. I had to let go of what I had planned. I had to let go of the idea that I had begun to paint for the life that I wanted and how I wanted it to look. And it was hard. Like I'm, I'm saying it, but like the memory of the grief and the frustration that I went through, um, letting go of my plan and like to the point where I was angry at God, right? Like I was, I was, I was at a place where I remember going to the altar. I was really heavy into um, church, not only as a, as a member, but as a participant um, in ministry across the board, the whole 360. Um and I remember being in church and leading praise and worship, praying for other people, and then 
going to altar call with this like this hardness this this anger this frustration that I felt towards God because I felt like what I had planned is what was supposed to happen never consulted him never prayed about nothing never talked to God about this plan but it was just the idea that I had built in my life um and it wasn't it wasn't me being malicious or me um attempting to outshine God right I was in a place of ignorance of not knowing um and so when people would ask me questions, you know, like, what are you going to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you, what about this? Like you get those questions in school and being in, um, different collegiate and scholastic settings, um, that because of the questions I was being asked, my imagination started to run wild. Right. And of course God wants to grant you and can grant you everything mm. that you can imagine and then some. But at the same time, when your imagination is not curved or what's a better way to say that besides curb, like um, monitored, filtered, filtered, right? You got to filter it. Um, if it when it's not filtered through a spiritual lens and through godly obedience, it runs wild. And you begin to stretch yourself thin to the point of exhaustion, depression, anxiety. Um, I was reading a statistic the other day that stated that there's so many like billions of pills a night to put Americans to sleep and then billions of more pills to help them function through the day. People can't sleep and people are suffering with anxiety. I'm not in any way attempting to to exclaim that those are fake or that people are just doing it to themselves. It's literally because we live in ignorance of not knowing how to release our plan to God and not realizing that our plan is not God's plan for us. And because it's not God's plan for us, we are stuck trying to carry, trying to uphold, trying to maintain and establish everything that we've accomplished by ourselves. The job, the money, the house, the mortgage, the car note, the private school for your kids. And I'm not saying you don't deserve that. I'm not saying that if you have it, that you need to just up and uproot your life and get rid of all of that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you need to be on your face at the feet of Jesus asking, what would you have me to do? Because the Bible says, if knock, it shall be open. Seek, you shall find. So if if you're going to look, regardless of if you know where to start, I'm telling you where to start. That's where you start. You start with God. You start start humbly 
before the throne and your guidance and your direction will follow from there. And by no means am I saying it, will it be easy, <laughs> right? No, it's, life is not easy. That's not, that's, that's never been a promise um, from anyone. So, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. I was just thinking about um, myself, like something I had said with, um, a little bit ago about stretching yourself thin. Um, that like a childhood memory just popped into my head. That used to be something that my dad used to tell me. I was a very um, socially involved student. <laughs> um, I like I did every sport that I mean volleyball, basketball, softball, soccer. Um, did track for a year. Uh, I did choir, band, newspaper, um, student government. Like I was involved in everything. And um, I remember my dad exclaiming to me on multiple occasions, um, something's going to give. It's going to be your grades. It's going to be one of your commitments. It's going to be your job. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. I was also working at the time, part time, very very part time at the mall. <laughs> I was working, um, but something's gonna give. Um, you're stretching yourself too thin, and I would just you know dismiss him and be like, I can I got it, I can handle it because I was looking forward to applying to college, needed all of these activities. To show I was a I was an AP class like I did a lot in high school, um, with no car, mind you. I was on the bus. <laughs> I was on the bus. I did have a monthly bus pass though, but I got to the point where I would like be falling asleep on the bus. Um, I remember failing um, newspaper as the ed- as the editor of the arts and entertainment paid section of our newspaper, I failed the class because of my absences. It was like a 7.30 class, I think, or a 7 a.m. class, but um, regular school didn't start till I think, 7.55 or 8.05 or some something like that, something around there. But it was an earlier class um, that I began to sleep through. Um, I began, And then, like, you know, once... Uh, report cards and everything came out and progress reports that is when you know it's like you got to give up something your grades are not an an option so choose the the you know two most important activities or quit your job and quitting my job was not an option for me um but that's kind of where like that like I think a lot of us start right there a lot of us get our our hustle and our bustle our our um our drive for more and success, like right during during that age, during high school, right during middle school, even like the the puberty years, the development, we're thinking about life and future and whether or not we want marriage or kids or to travel or um, and not everyone is obviously thinking about those big things, but ideally, um, at least me and the circle of people that I knew in high school we had conversations about the future and what we wanted it to look like. Even if it wasn't at like 27, 28, like 
I don't even think I looked to 29. Like, it wasn't like, oh, at 29, I'm going to be doing a podcast. Never in my wildest dreams. I started undergrad pre-med, so I thought I was going to be a doctor. thought I'd be married by now. wasn't sure if I'd have kids yet, but definitely thought I'd be married by now. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. I just Sorry, I digress. Um, but... And so we don't either one take the opportunity or get the opportunity to slow down, to think, to align spiritually with God, especially if you already don't have those spiritual inclinations. Um, And I thank God daily, multiple times a day for the the grounding that I had and the sowers that I grew up around. Um, who didn't live perfect lives by any means, but who planted seeds in me that would um, bear fruit to where I to get me to where I am now spiritually. And I know that I am privileged in that way. And I wouldn't trade it for the world, trauma and all. Wouldn't trade my family for the world. But um, I know that there are people who who know of God, who go to church, who have the routine down, who have the the religion aspect of it down, who are amazing students, who are great achievers, and think that there is something that they have to do to achieve God's love, to achieve God's grace, to achieve glory or salvation or direction or... I'm here to clear up that up for you. There is absolutely nothing you need to do or can do to achieve any grace from God because you were given grace before you were even thought of to be in this world before you were even conceived you had grace so this idea I mean I guess it goes back to even just the the what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, let me think of it. It's society. I don't know why that word escaped me, but it comes. It goes back to the society we live in, the everyday society we live in, the hustle and bustle, like the the terminology that's even popular. Um, just everything that kind of manifests itself into a nation of people who live through the day with anxiety, trying to carry the world and everything, dealing with their own trauma, dealing with their own individual stuff, and then are extending themselves limb by limb, head, neck, like overextending themselves, um, whether it be professionally, in your family, with your team, with the church that you volunteer in. And I would argue that church people have a a hold on this avenue because it's like they're claiming that you're serving the Lord when you do X, Y, and Z. I want whoever you are because that was me. Like like I said, I was an I would sing I, I would sing <laughs> 
okay, UIP, y'all mem- y'all members know who you are. We used to be at church all day, all day, all day long, never compensated, never even given refreshment. You know what I mean? Like never showed appreciation, but told that we were doing it for God. And I'm not going against anybody who wants to serve in church. But what I am telling you is don't think that your service has anything to do with your salvation or God's grace in your life. Because it absolutely does not. Because when I left when I left church service ministry, um, I was told I was well. We're not going to go there. But I was told that there was something wrong with it, that there was something wrong with me because I decided to choose me and me having a relationship with God individually, privately on my own versus air quotes serving in a church that will literally seriously drain you dry if you let them. So I would argue if you're volunteering, no matter how amazing your heart is in the right place, consult with God. That's where I'm at in life. I consult with God on everything. Where I work, what I drive, what I eat, where I go, who I hang with, who I talk to, how I respond to emails. Because I know my temper, I know my ego, I know my mouth. It's a struggle. (laughs) It is a struggle. I'm not even going to hold you. Complete struggle. Okay, so let's get into this why. Why I started this podcast. Why I decided to launch for like the third time this year. Um, And I'm exclaiming that this time it's going to stick. It really comes down to um, me wanting to tap into my higher purpose of life, Um, my existence, right? Outside of going to work to make a living, to have a life where I can eat and shop and live and thrive and find love and have kids, like outside of the mundane daily um natural life um what is my purpose how can i be used and in what ways and in what level of impact do i want to have um in someone else's life right and what does that look like not the amount of people that i impact but the type of impact i have Um, and it's always been my gift of gab from a young age. Um, my family can confirm this. Um, I've always been able to talk my way out of situations. Like I was never the fighter in my family. If I fought, it was because, you know, I had to help my sister, (laughs) my sister, my sister fighting, I'm fighting and she was the fighter. Um, but I've always been able to communicate um, 
in a way that speaks to people or touches people in a way that I never fully or have yet to fully grasp the understanding of the power of my words, but I understand that they're powerful. Um, and in high school and in dating and with men and with children and with um, people that look up to me or, or, or who have an attachment to me, um, probably the earliest I can remember is back in middle school. Um, me understanding the the power of my words and I won't go into too much detail because I'm not sure if the people involved would like me sharing this story <laughs> but um it was my words that started um like a school fight it was my words that launched in entire um, misunderstanding. Um, and then it was also my cowardice and my fear that allowed it to perpetuate itself and to not be corrected because of what I said and how I said it was taken out of context. Um, and I think that was the first time that the impact of my words really had, um, an effect on me personally, because, this wasn't what I intended to happen. I didn't want people to get hurt. I've always been a lover, not a fighter. So how could I use my words to hurt someone physically in this way? Um, and then from that point on, like I was always mindful of what I would say and how I would say it, um, especially to outside people. Um, when it came to family, when it came to like my sister or my brother or, um, yeah, pretty much my sister and my brother. Those are, those are the two who I would like talk the craziest to. Um, like it didn't, I didn't think twice. Um, and then, uh, my sister got to a point where she would, you know, say, point things out to me, um, of things that I said, even if I said them in a jokingly manner that made her feel a type of way. And I would be like, oh, well, I was just joking. Well, yeah, you were just joking, but that's not the way I received it type of thing. Um, and so I just kind of slowly uh, increased my accountability for my words into where I am now and probably where I've been um, as far as like understanding my words for um, most of my adult life. I would include undergrad. Um, and even in my relationship, I always understood the power of the woman um, as far as her speaking life into her man her being able to build or break him um, and so no matter no matter how angry no matter how upset no matter how um, negative I was feeling I would never speak that to him over him within our situation not ever um, there were times that I would think it, there were times that I would feel it, um, and I would acknowledge those times, but to to speak it out loud, um, it's just never been me. And even saying it out loud right now, like it brings me back to childhood. Um, not to put my parents on blast or anything, I know that they will probably hear this, but it's my truth. Um, but I grew up in a, in a household that were, words were hurtful, right? Words were used to tear the other person down. They were used to humiliate um, and destroy the other person. 
they were rarely ever built used to build the other person up um and then when they were like there were times but they get blurred out with the negative talk and the insults um and so i grew up around that and i don't know if it was because of that because i grew up around that but i became so mindful of my words Or if it was the fact that I just wanted so badly to be different. Um, The closer I got to God, I don't like the way that sounded. That's why I stopped and paused because I heard myself say, the closer I got to God. (laughs) The closer I grew to God, I... um, I began to understand love more and I began to understand that love is kind and if I tell you that I love you and if I am supposed to be down here on this earth as a representative of someone who did nothing but emulate love then I have to be mindful of not only how I talk to you, but how I talk about you in every phase of me, right? Like that is where, and that is how love grows. When you are mindful of your partner and mindful of whoever you're in a relationship with, whether it be romantic, friendship, family member or otherwise whatever kind of relationship that you are in and you use the words I love you um, you have to practice mindfulness there's just no way around it that's that's what it comes down to you being mindful of what you say not only what you say but how you say it because you care about the person that you're talking to um, And for so long, I didn't care. Like, I did not care for so long. That blows my mind. What am I, 29? So, like, half of my life. (laughs) Like, half of my life, I went through not caring how what I said made someone feel. not caring about how what I said could really stick with someone, could really be a seed of self-doubt, could really be a seed of depression. Like, right, like, what I am saying, I am sowing seed. That's crazy. What have you been saying? And all of that to say that I have decided to start this form and as an avenue to share my testimony. I don't know who it's going to help. If it helps one person, then I have done more than my due diligence. Um, But it really just comes down to my obedience. It comes down to me being authentic, to me being in alignment and communicating with God and constantly 
um, working on my relationship with God. I think a lot of us become comfortable um, when we become familiar with God, I think is when we stop growing. Um, I never want to become too familiar with God. I want to know him, but I also want him to continue to be a mystery because there's so much to discover. There's so much more of God that I want to see. There's so much more of God that I want to know. And I think, um, that is what this, this podcast will be. Um, it will it will be me being in the garden of this journey. And when I say in the garden, when I use that reference, I mean completely naked and honest and divinely in my truth and in my walk with God and what that looks like for me and how I'm making it through. And some days are going to be great and I'm going to be up and peppy and I might have guests on here. And other days I'll get on here and I won't sound the same. It'll be hard. Um, I won't talk as much. I won't have as much to say. But I'll say what I can and that will be that. Um, I think all of us have so much more potential and so much more inside of us than we give ourselves credit for. Or that we allow ourselves um, room to grow to into, if that makes sense. Um, you know, if you, it's like a little, a little shark reference, but if you get a a pet shark and you keep it in like a 10 gallon tank, it won't ever outgrow its, its habitat. Right. But the bigger the tank, then the bigger the fish. Um, and I think a lot of us, we, we can find ourselves into these little tanks because we're afraid of actually how big we are. Um, and when I say us, I really am talking about me, right? Um, I'm afraid of the impact, the influence, what will, what it will do to me, the toll it will take on me, um, and whether or not I'm ready and prepared for that. I am fearful of that. Um, I am 100% a faith walker in God's ability to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ever think or even imagine. Um, and I have an extremely big imagination. Um, and so it... It is scary. Like, I'm not even going to front. But I'm not even, I'm not going to speak fear because my favorite scripture, um, 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that scripture is tattooed all over my heart. And yet I find myself repeatedly over and over again um, trapped in bondage of my own fear. And it's not even like logical fear. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even. a tangible fear. And that's the crazy thing about it. That is what um, God has called me to do, I think. And then even like sharing this, like I'm excited because I'm just not realizing that because that is my struggle, because that is, because that will forever be the thorn in my side, my God today, because fear will forever be something that I am working to overcome, no matter what stage it's in, no matter what level of life I am at, I will always have that little anxiety, inner, inner fear monster that I'm battling. Um, and if you have that, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and if you don't, then it's like, the constant annoying buzz of a mosquito or a fly 
on the inside of your ear and it's like hitting the no button like eh, eh, eh. every time you get a boost of motivation or you you plan out your day or you want to do something you excuse me you are kind of roadblocked um and what's so crazy is that me being who I am, I can speak faith, life, love into every single person around me. But when it comes to speaking it into myself, I struggle. I struggle. I literally had to wake up in the morning, um, even to this day, like we'll get up use the bathroom and just stare at myself in the mirror and speak life into me because I don't feel it. And I'm so good at encouraging and loving on others, but giving that same love and that same encouragement to myself has always been a struggle of mine as well. Um, One of the tattoos I have on my collarbone is the word reciprocity um, in reverse. So when I look in the mirror, that is what I see outside of my face. You know, I don't see any of the of my other tattoos, but that one that says reciprocity. And it is a reminder to myself to give to me what I give to others. God get bless me with an enormous heart, a heart bigger than my body, um, as I've heard other people say. But in reality, like for real, like I love people so much um, that I've been taken advantage of in more than one occasion. You know what I mean? And I want to see the good in people and I want the love that I have to just overflow and pour onto people. But the fallen world that we live in makes that challenging, right? But it doesn't have to be challenging. I guess I make it challenging because I'm a part of this fallen world. Um, and I think just the just the process and like the mind state that I have is going to be someone's breakthrough. It's going to be someone's eye opener. Um, It's going to be a bridge, a light at the end of someone's tunnel. And I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for whoever comes across this, this pod, wherever you are, whatever country or city or state um, or part of the world that you're in, you come across this and you are just inspired or you feel loved on by me, like, I thank God for that because this entire thing, like, me even recording on this little tiny Amazon microphone that I have, like, I mean, it's not tiny, it's it's a good size microphone, like, it's a good deal, but still, still, me recording on this um, in my living room at 11 o'clock at night, uh, is step one to my dedication and my obedience to this call that God has had on my life. And um, my prayer, my goal is to stay diligent, right? I know that when God starts moving, then the enemy will also move right along with him in attempts to, to block, prevent, distract, persuade, do all of the above to stop what it is that God has put into motion. Um, but I believe the enemy's already defeated. I do believe that. I believe that destiny is in my hands. And that however 
whenever I get there, God will be waiting for me with open arms and ready to say, in you I am well pleased. Well done. Because obedience is my goal. I don't need to understand. I don't need to comprehend. I don't need to have it explained to me from point A to point B. I need to go here, turn left, turn right, stop here, give it to him, wait for her, pass this off. Yes, that's me from now on. From now on, because I'm just, the struggle of me being in charge, the struggle of me trying to figure it out, of me working to fix it, of of me trying to understand why he liked this or why she say this, or I don't want any parts of it. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. I don't want any parts of it. But I know a God who does. And I know a God who will. I know who God, and I know a God who is, I know a God who is, um, and I don't mean for this to come off as being like any type of religious pod at all or, but it's definitely spiritual because I, I am nothing without God. I am nothing without God. Um, but it will, you know, it will be real. We will have guests. We will have potty mouth. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really use too many curse words today. But I mean, depending on the topic, I will be. You know, I will be a little loose with the lips. So <laughs> I will try to be respectful. But depending, like I said, depending on the topic and my passion behind it, um, I will start to sound like a sailor. <laughs> but this is me. Um, I thank you so much for listening. I'm not sure how long I've been recording. Or what it will sound like at the end. But I know it'll be great. I know it'll touch who it's supposed to touch. I know those who are meant to will hear it. And um, I invite you along this journey of life with me as I reflect. Um, I sit and ponder in the now. And I look ahead to the future and all of the lessons and perspectives that I gain um, along the way. And that as, as I discover in the, in the now and, you know, I just pray I help somebody, whoever it is, wherever you are, I got you. And I think that's, that's true for everyone. I will close with this. Your obedience is tied to someone else's. Your blessing is tied to someone else's. We're not meant to do this thing called life alone. We're not meant to be in here solo. It's not meant to be. Me, 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 I, 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 I. That's not the way God operates. That's not the way the law of the universe operates. That's not the way nature operates. Everything works together. Everything works together. So if everything works together, you, sweetheart, are a part of that everything. And whether you want to or not, you will bow to submission and eventually work together. For the good of those who love the Lord. Whether you love the Lord or not. Whether you know the Lord or not. You are a part of the plan. 
and your obedience, whatever that looks like, whatever journey of life that you are on, whatever you feel the inkling to do, whatever idea, whatever imagination, whatever you, God has planted in you that is supposed to be out in the world, however you feel about God, it is your job to carry that out. That's it. You do what you can do and God will do what God will do. All right. All right. Peace and love.